Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We wait for the very latest with Lamar Jackson and what places actually do make sense for the Ravens quarterback. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Greeny is with us to start the show. We are presented by Progressive Insurance at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And of course, with Greeny, there really truly is only, well, one place to begin. Here we go! Only one place to start. Multiple Jets team officials fly out to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person. You put the owner on the plane, you put the team president on the plane, you put the head coach, GM, the offensive coordinator on the plane. You're not doing that because you're hoping he'll listen. I am here to stage an intervention. <laughs> I need one. Uh, Do you know I went to the theater yesterday, Carlin? Are you I, aware I saw of this? on Instagram, yeah. So what happened yesterday was... Many weeks ago, and so it's my own fault because it was my suggestion that we do this. I said to Stace, I, there's this play that's going to be on New York, a limited run called The Wanderers, and I'd like to see it. And we like to go to matinees because we get up very early. I get up very early in the morning, so I don't like to go to the theater at night. Mm-hmm. I like to go to a matinee. So, And Wednesdays is when the matinees are generally held on Broadway. As you know, you're a man of great culture. Of course. Great culture. I got married on Broadway. And, and uh, there you go. Yeah. And, and, and but, but what does that mean? I, no, I actually got married at a restaurant on Broadway. Oh, okay. Right next to Broadway. <laughs> okay. Uh, you threw me off for one brief moment there. But anyway, so yesterday, um, we had the tickets to go to the show yesterday. And on Tuesday, I said to Stace, we can't do this. I, we can't go to the theater tomorrow. I need to sit by myself and refresh Twitter every 15 seconds. Because on Tuesday, there was something new every 15 seconds. And then yesterday, it slowed, and Stace insisted that we went. I did enjoy the play, but I will admit, there have been very few moments of trepidation in my life. Quite like that moment when I turned my phone back on at the end, the the theater, the curtain comes down, bravo, bravo, standing ovation, loved the show, and then the phone goes back on. And as I wait for that moment, when everything starts to load, it's a weird moment when you don't know if your life is about to change. I mean, just completely change. I might turn this phone on and it might say Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. And I knew that I'd know immediately because I either was going to have 150 texts or I wasn't and I didn't. So nothing happened. Right. And once again, crestfallen, at least for the moment, temporarily. But here's, here's where I really want to intervene. I'm worried that you are setting yourself up and not setting yourself up in not getting Aaron Rodgers because I think it's pretty clear at this point. It's the Jets and then everybody else to get him. And we haven't even really heard anybody else interested. But Greeny, I don't know that this is immediately putting the Jets in contention in the AFC. And I I know where your bar is set right now. I understand that it's Zach Wilson and Mike White and we haven't had anybody in forever and all of that. I would just caution that we saw Aaron Rodgers go from MVP to 26th in the league last year in QBR to at the very bottom. And he is nowhere near the player on the commitment level we've seen over the last two years that he was before that. So I fear for your sake and your sanity at this point that you are just asking for a world of hurt. So I have three responses to that. I I can respond in three different ways. I'll start by responding to his play. 
There is no question that by his standards, last year was a down year. I will continue to say he played last year with a broken thumb. He, he, he broke his thumb against the Giants on the last play of that game in London, and I think that was a problem all year long. The commitment, I guess, ties into the other piece of it, which is he had absolutely no chemistry. And if one wants to say he has no one but himself to blame for this, then I think that is fair criticism. But he had no chemistry with the rookie receivers on his team, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and all these guys, because he was off doing God knows what until July. Mm -hmm. And these football teams, especially with young players or new players in the case of the Jets, if he comes to an entirely new team, those teams are built in March and April and May. So the images of Tom Brady during COVID on a high school field, all that stuff. It is 100% fair to criticize Rodgers for not having done that. I do believe, however, those contributed greatly to his down season. I, I believe he can be once again much closer to the great player he was two years ago than the much less great player he was last year. Well, that's among the questions that we have. Is that commitment level still there? Correct. So that brings us to the second piece. I have to believe that... He would understand that if he's going to come to an entirely new team, an entirely new situation, an entirely new city where he has built up no equity, put himself on the line. I mean, this is putting himself out there in a pretty significant way if he decides to come to the Jets. Look, I don't know Aaron Rodgers at all. I've, I've said many times, people perceive me to know people that I don't know. I did one event with him one time at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. I found him to be very pleasant. We had a lovely evening, but that's, that's the extent of my relationship with him. So maybe I'm overstating this, but I have to believe that he would not want this to be a humiliating disaster, which I think would suggest that he will be more all in than we saw him last year. I think he was done in Green Bay. I think he was done with the people there. I don't mean the fans, but I mean the organization. I think there was just stuff going on. I think what he may be deciding right now, and I don't know this, of course, but as he takes his time to make his decision, he may be deciding exactly what you're talking about, which is, do I want to do that? Mm -hmm. Do I want to show up there for minicamp? Do I want to show up there for the OTAs? Do I want to start? Do I want to bring Garrett Wilson and um, uh, uh, Elijah Moore and whoever else it is out to my house and we're going to run routes and all? do all the extra stuff that it will take for me to have a chance to be a genuinely great player on this new team? He may be sort of soul searching himself on all of that. So if he decides to come and I have been warned by many people that the possibility of him retiring is real, not to discount that at all, regardless of how much money is on the table. Uh. Well, I I think it is either at this point the Jets or retirement. I think that's what he's mulling right now. I I think Green Bay is... That, that horse is out of the barn, which in that case may be quite literally. Yeah, no, listen, I agree with that. I, The Dalai Lama himself... Would tell would call him an idiot for walking away from sixty million dollars. He absolutely would. Anybody you think that is enlightened in this world that he might be following would say, "What are you a dope? Spend six months in New York, get your money, and get the hell out." This is the problem, though. We're putting a lot of faith in all of those things when he has clearly shown us the last couple of years he is a different guy and wants to make sure that we know that he is a different guy. Well, hold I, on, let me stop you there. Different guy. I mean, that different guy's team won 13 games two years ago. So well, however different he was in the 2021 season, 
it wasn't a detriment to his team. He was the league MVP, and they won 13 games and were the one seed. Now, he, he played badly, and everyone played on his team played badly in a home playoff loss to San Francisco against a very good defense that year that has sort of had his number historically. But whatever his oddness is, which I'm not disputing, it wasn't a detriment to his play if we think it is one, well, until this past year. I guess what I would say is it, when you look at that, though, we look at other great players. When you win 13 games and you're the number one seed and you lose at home and you are at this juncture in your career and people knock you for having just won one Super Bowl and you haven't been back since, wouldn't that be a motivating factor? Wouldn't that have you treating the offseason that year a little bit differently and saying, I need to get my act together here. We need to make sure that we're good. And what do we hear three weeks ago? Packers quietly criticizing him, saying, you didn't show up in great shape. You didn't show up in great shape. So as much as we can point to the thumb and point to all of those kinds of things, I never want to, and maybe it's unfair, but if they, he's on the field, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Because clearly, he's not using it as an excuse. He's not out there. So then let me go to the third thing I was going to say. Okay. Which is this. When you ask me, do it's one thing to say I'm setting myself up for disappointment. It's another to wonder whether they're doing the right thing in pursuit of him. I think there is no question they're doing the right thing in pursuit of him. And let me make my case as to why. Because there was no option, is no option, this offseason that does not come with some risk right? Derek Carr would definitely have come with risk. Jimmy Garoppolo definitely comes with risk. Um, Trying to draft someone, which I don't think has ever really been realistically in the conversation, comes with enormous risk. And we've seen that how poorly that has gone the last couple of times. And Rodgers comes with risk. I don't dispute that at all. What I have convinced myself of, and I think this is right, is if I'm going to take a risk Let me take a risk with a guy who's an all-time great. Let me take a risk with a guy who at least I know somewhere inside of him knows how to be one of the best players that ever lived. That's what we're talking about. Aaron Rodgers is not merely good. He hasn't merely been a good player. He has been one of the small handful of greatest quarterbacks ever. So if I'm going to take a risk on someone, I'm going to take a risk on that guy. Does that win you over? It doesn't win me over, but I understand it. I understand it, and I also understand where you are right now. The other thing that, frankly, scares me is this is clearly owner-driven. This is cl- I think if you gave some truth serum to Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, they would have rather have gone the car route because they had more belief in what he was about at this juncture, and you didn't have that list of questions in front of you. Whereas we've seen it with Brett Favre. We saw it with Tim Tebow, and in no way am I equating those guys with players the the level of Aaron Rodgers, and specifically Tebow. But he enjoys the star chase. He enjoys going after the back page, which frankly isn't a thing anymore. No, I I agree with that. But I also think that if indeed that is the case, and I hope it isn't, that, that the coaches didn't really want to do this, then maybe sometime, look, I mean, the same Joe Douglas who didn't want to do this in theory just drafted Zach Wilson yeah, number he was two wrong on it. overall two years ago. So, I mean, maybe sometimes you accidentally wind up exactly where you should have been in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one thing I'd like to say quickly, because I know we're going to run out of time, is the Brett Favre experiment 
worked much better than people remember it. Now, I know that the, the, the saying his name now feels very different than it felt a year ago. Yeah. But if we're going to live where we were at the time, Brett Favre came to the Jets. The Jets were really good. Before he got hurt, I want to say the Jets were 8-3 and, eight three. and, three mm-hmm. and had beaten Tennessee and New England in back-to-back weeks at a time when Tennessee was the best team in the AFC. The Jets looked like a Super Bowl team. Remember, that That was a team that the following year with Mark Sanchez made the AFC championship game. Favre was playing great. It, that did not work. What happened was Favre got hurt, and because he had this consecutive game streak, he refused to not play, and that ultimately got Eric Mangini fired and that was the end of that but the idea that it didn't work with Favre I think is not accurate Tebow was a whole other thing yeah but but Favre that worked if, if Rogers plays as well as Favre did then I think this can only be described as having worked one last question would you rather at this point have Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson knowing what you would have to give up for Lamar Jackson at this point, let's oh, just let's knowing that, that I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I if, if if you say to me the compensation somehow is the same, which is, does not exist two first in this round universe picks for Lamar, right? And let's say two hundred million guaranteed, right? No, then I would rather have Rodgers because I think both of them come with risk. If you told me I could have either, if you were just telling me I could have either of them and they both free, mm-hmm. I would rather have Lamar. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that knowing what it's going to take to get them. Uh, I would rather ha- I would rather do the Rogers route than do the Lamar route. Ultimately, I just fear for you. I worry for you. I think right. about your well being. I what fear I for me too. Those. I mean, I, I, I and for good reason. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> terrible things generally tend to happen to me. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. All right, so good to see you. I, I need to hear the story of how you got married on Broadway. Yeah, absolutely. At, even better at a pizzeria. That's true. John's Pizza, Forty Fourth Street. Between Broadway and 8th Avenue. Is that right? That's accurate. If you haven't been there, if you have not gone there pre-show, I would highly advise it. It is a former church that was renovated. And it wasn't even my idea. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. you, you did find your soulmate is what you're oh, saying. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> the only problem was I didn't get to have any pizza there. That was I'm, I'm walking out at the end of the night. My nephew's carrying boxes of, his, boxes of it out. And I go to the Hyatt downtown and end up spending $85 on awful pizza. That seems like a, 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 a just an absolute travesty. We all live with regrets. Yeah. Anybody who says that they don't is lying. That's true. Great seeing you. You too, my man. Thank you for doing this. That, of course, is Greeny. I'm in for him today. It's Chris Carlin with you on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. In just moments, we will get more answers regarding just how close the Jets are to getting Aaron Rodgers. Diana Rossini is going to join us on set. She has got new information this morning. March is a huge month for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you can find top talent with ZipRecruiter. Try for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. More on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets momentarily on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Multiple Jets team officials fly out to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person. You put the owner on the plane, you put the team president on the plane, you put the head coach, GM, the offensive coordinator on the plane. You're not doing that because you're hoping he'll listen. New information in just moments regarding Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and how close they are to getting it over the finish line. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. Auto zone. Now, I just heard the report from Chris a couple seconds ago uh, from uh, Diane Ruccini. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Who said Atlanta is not going to be in the mix for this? Uh, Ruccini, I believe, is the New Jersey pronunciation, is it not? That was it sounds dog. like something I would order at an Italian restaurant. Like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the rotini, please, with some, you know, rigatoni on the side, please. I mean, Chris, I love you. You're a legend. And I- I'm so happy he did that. I- I'm glad because, you know what? It put me in my place. It reminded me that my parents spelled my name oddly, right? Because they never... Uh, believe me when I tell him that. Like, why didn't you just give me one N? I have two N's in my first name. It confuses people. It sounds like Diane, Deanna. Uh, so, so in the end, Chris, you're the winner here. <laughs> it's Diana Rossini, of course, our ESPN NFL insider joining us right now. All right. You had some new information regarding the Jets and Aaron Rodgers this morning. Where yeah. do we stand? All right, so the New York Jets are really optimistic that this is all headed in the right direction, right? This goes back to earlier this week on Tuesday. They flew out to the West Coast, uh, you know, to, to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person, have those conversations, get to know one another. Woody Johnson uh, was a really big part of this. And, and we know that he has been looking for a talented quarterback, knowing what the roster looks like, what they've built over the last few seasons. He's... He's done waiting. He wants to win. He wants to win now. He actually even shared that with me um, in Arizona uh, during the NFL Honors Red Carpet uh, interview that I was able to do with him. And, and, and look, here's where we're at. We are waiting for Aaron Rodgers, Chris. Aaron Rodgers has to be the one to make the decision here. Uh, the Green Bay Packers obviously gave Rodgers permission to speak with the Jets, knowing that there's a chance they're going to lose him. Uh, retirement is always on the table, right? That, that, that's in the cards for someone like Aaron Rodgers at his age. But in terms of the way the Jets feel and how they felt that meeting went, 
they believe that he could come to New York and wind up being their quarterback if that's what he decides he wants to do. Okay, so is this now at a point where the Jets have done everything they can do? Chris, what else could they do besides maybe fly greeny in a plane dangling <laughs> above the Brooklyn Bridge? Like, Is that I, going to help? I, 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 actually, that's a great point. <laughs> that that That's actually what's been hurting this entire process. We could have landed Aaron Rodgers here in New York weeks ago if we just got rid of Greeny and put him in a different market. No. <laughs> the, look, I, I think... They're, the Jets were smart. They have great people on their staff. Obviously, we know Nathaniel Hackett has that relationship with Aaron Rodgers going back to his days in Green Bay where he was the offensive coordinator, or at least he was the play caller, or was part of that offense. Um, there is a good relationship, and, and the Jets leaned into that. It's why Nathaniel Hackett was on that plane, um, because they know each other very well. So, look, the, the Jets did everything. They did absolutely everything. And maybe they will continue to do more uh, behind the scenes that we don't even know about to, to allow Aaron to feel comfortable here in New York. Who knows? Maybe they'll allow him to pick some players here. Maybe, maybe there's some guys he wants to bring with him. Um, I just know for right now, I know they're waiting. They feel good. They're hoping this works out. And I think right now, Jets fans are probably just holding their breath. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL insider with us at- is it the Jets and everybody else? What happens if this falls apart, and what would a deal look like right I, I now? have not heard of another team, and, and I, yeah. I'm so glad you asked me that because I was thinking about it yesterday of, okay, this could easily blow up, or Aaron could, could maybe just not like something going on with the Jets and, and pull out of this thing, so then where does he go? And it, Look, I, I'm sure the Green Bay Packers would love to have him back. Uh, he is what he is, and, and you cannot never take that away from him. But from the conversations I've had around the league in terms of the, the, the Aaron Rodgers market, there was no team that was sharing that they were sitting kind of waiting the wings. We know this happens all the time, though, right? There's always a team, always. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we've all had to learn the hard way when these teams come out of nowhere. But I, I never got a, the sense from the Raiders. I think um, there's been a lot of chatter about them being a team that was in on Aaron. Um, I was told no. I, they, they, they told me they were not. Um, they, they're looking into the quarterbacks more like Jimmy Garoppolo, more those other types, uh, not the future Hall of Famers, uh, like, like Aaron Rodgers that's going to cost a lot of money and, and, and would be available only through a trade. So the next chapter of this, if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, there's, it's twofold, right? Because where do the Jets go next? Jimmy Garoppolo seems like a name that would make a lot of sense. I know there's guys in the building that have liked Jimmy Garoppolo. This is earlier um, in, this, in the offseason when they were discussing where they want to go, if they want to go all in on Aaron, if they want to go all in on Derek Carr. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would make a lot of sense. Lamar Jackson would be a really smart option. But um, I know I, I, just from the conversations I've had with people in the building, I, I feel like talking next, nobody even wants to go there. They, yeah. they, they're really all in on trying to land Aaron. What does the compensation look like at this point? Um, I, I don't know the specific details. Um, everything is just like chatter right now, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to feed into the rumor mill. Uh, but I am interested to see not so much the compensation, Chris, from what the Jets are going to have to give to Green Bay, but I'm interested in the contract and, yeah. and what Aaron Rodgers is going to get. And it, if, if ownership is going to, you know – Put a little extra sprinkle on top of it to keep them happy, and and maybe that's the thing that gets them over over this thing over the gold line, you know, to try to lure uh, Aaron Rodgers. Because look, he wanted to be the highest paid quarterback two seasons ago when he struck that deal, and he got or it was last season, excuse me, and he got it. He wanted fifty million, and guess what? The Packers gave him fifty million dollars. So, um, 
he's a smart businessman. He knows he's wanted. He knows what he can provide a team, a team with a roster like New York has. Uh, they're one step away from, from going really far, and Aaron Rodgers is, is the answer. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. All right, let's turn to Lamar Jackson here for a minute. Are any teams going to pursue him and make an offer and sign him to an offer sheet at this point? So I do think a team will emerge. I do. I just think it's early. I think we're at a point right now where, look, everyone's been watching the situation in Baltimore. This wasn't a surprise, right, going back to the, we'll say, the the 12 hours after Lamar Jackson was franchised, or excuse me, was tagged, um, you know, a lot of teams came out saying they were not interested. And that wasn't just based on that decision. It was they've been doing their homework on that. And they know what Lamar Jackson wants, which is guaranteed money. And I think Lamar's going to run into the same problem he had in Baltimore, which are those, it's like a two-pronged scenario, with, not scenario, but situation where it's durability and guaranteed money. That's going to be the concerns from other teams. And it's really going to come down to what, which owner is going to step up and be willing to give Lamar a deal like we saw uh, in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. So I still think there's going to be some time here for this to percolate, but we, we do know that there are some teams in the market for a quarterback, and they're going to pass on that because they don't want to pay that money. Well, if, it's, if it's going to take time on this, what I'm really fascinated by is the three young quarterbacks that we expect to get paid this offseason in, in Burrow, Herbert, and Jalen Hurts. If one of those guys, if Lamar signs doesn't get fully guaranteed, one of those guys does. <sighs> I mean, I'm wondering. I mean, it's going to get ugly at that point. And, and how does it play out? I know yeah, the owners are trying to yeah, avoid this, but yeah. and look, the CBA. You, you ask any guy that that's part of it. If if you would, if they'd want to see changes, every player will tell you they want guaranteed money. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I get it a hundred percent from their perspective on it. But for right now, that's not what owners want to be part of they don't want to do that um you know i i think the conversation of perhaps there's some collusion here i i don't necessarily think that i i i believe right now they're looking baltimore everyone's looking at the baltimore situation and from the business side of this let's take lamar out of it let's take away his eliteness his, his incredible ability i i think from a business side of this what the baltimore ravens are doing right now is really smart right because what they're doing is they're allowing Lamar to go out and see the market, to see what other teams would be willing. So they, he can understand why they're not doing w- what he wants them to do, which is give him that money because he's that crucial and that important to that franchise. And he is, but I don't think Baltimore believes that has to be guaranteed money with some of those durability issues. All right. Well, you know how much I respect your perspective on not just everything NFL, but obviously everything in life. Because this is what we have done for, I would say, several months at this point. We've, we've been away from it for a month or two. Uh, you, of course, had a, your second son. We're yes. excited for that. Thanks. But we, we have to get back to it because it's too important. Okay. People need to know what to do when they need advice. And there is no better place to go than Diana Rizzo. She's our life coach. Dear Diana. She's your life coach. I think she should go with her initial instinct, which is, I'm going to avoid this. Hop on Bumble. Go find some other love somewhere else. <laughs> it's time for Dear Diana with our life coach, Diana Rossini. Tweet your questions using the hashtag Dear Diana. I'm ready to go. 
All right, so our first one today comes from Chris Canty, who, by the way, is over on First Take today. And it was last week, and it was so funny. You know, Cam and Bubba were both here, and we all just found it adorable, this question. Diana, his wife, his new wife of just a few months, uh, took took her rings off so that she could uh, wash the dishes. She put them back on accidentally on her middle finger instead of her ring finger. And so since, they have tried everything, but they have not been able to get it off. So it's clear that they have to go to a jeweler to get it soldered off and then be able to put it back on the right finger. Chris feels like his wife has not prioritized this enough. And he feels as if, well, put it this way, he asked when he has a right to be upset that she has not put this back on his ring. And again, I found this question adorable because the answer to me is never. What say you? I am on a roller coaster right now of emotions. <laughs> I want to just start with with Chris's wife, just that anxiety she must be feeling right now. I mean, every person can relate to this. If you've ever had any piece of Julia ring specifically stuck on your finger, you feel like the only option at that point because you're you're adrenaline's going and, and you're nervous is to just cut it off your finger, not the ring. Yes. I've actually had that thought. Like I'm going to just cut the finger off. I don't care. I want to get this off so badly. And usually that's the reason why you can't get it off because you're that adrenaline's pumping and your finger's swelling because you're pulling on it so much. Have they attempted to do this in, in, in a calmer scenario after putting her hand in some cold water with then using something to he, slip it off. He, he says, says they he's have tried, tried everything. everything. Yes. Yeah. He says they have I, tried everything. This could have been a two-parter, I thought. Uh, we could have started with how I think he could have been able to get that ring off. But okay. let's just move on and get to what his question is, which is, is she not putting enough um, effort into maybe getting this ring off? Um, first of all, I think she's not sure what to do because I'm sure she's still in the space of – I can, I can wiggle this thing off. I bet you she's determined. I'm going to be able to figure this out and slip mm-hmm. this thing off. To go to a jeweler and get it cut off, that just seems extreme. I don't think she is being careless about it. I know, you know, she obviously loves him. She married him, especially after he's taken her out to dinner with her friends and didn't pick up a bill. Like, <laughs> she obviously stuck around. has deep <laughs> feelings for this wonderful man. Um, I think he needs to just take a breath and re- realize how uncomfortable she must be right now, having a, a ring stuck on her middle finger. And he should just be happy that that middle finger right now isn't pointing in his direction for the wrong reason. That's an excellent point. Cam, did I portray the situation accurately in what we felt like the frustration was? Yes, and Bubba and I are still confused how one accidentally puts a ring back on the wrong finger. Diana might be able to tell us better, but I, I don't understand how that happens. I... I- I have lost my wedding ring once in the Pacific Ocean because I had put on some sunscreen and it just slipped right off. But other than that, I have never put it on the wrong finger. Now, I'm not wearing it right now and have it for a while. I'm retaining a little bit of water these days, so it doesn't quite quite fit as much as we would like. I dropped my engagement ring in the sand at the beach once. Oh, Hours, Chris. Hours it took to find this thing. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, I started off saying a roller coaster of emotions. I was there. I went from yelling to crying to panic. 
um, looking on on Google for for those metal detector guys. Yep. I, I was thinking of every, you know then people next to me see me freaking out. They're digging. Now I'm thinking the digging's making it worse though, right? Because mm-hmm. it's in the sand. It's going deeper and deeper. And thank God the sun just hit the corner of my ring and, and the shine caught my eye and I was able to put it back on. But I'll tell you, you go through something like that, you'll never misplace your ring again. You'll never put it on your middle finger again. And I bet you after this, the lesson will be learned. She will put it back on the right yeah. finger. And yeah, it is a little weird um, to put it on the middle finger because it does, it does feel very strange when the, when your wedding ring is not on the ring, it should be on. Yeah. But she's a newlywed. She doesn't know. She's only been wearing this thing for a few months. Yeah, listen, it happens, and I can't necessarily blame her. It's just one of those things that you just yeah. didn't even realize. What Here's happened. my biggest advice, piece of advice for Chris. If that's your biggest issue after yeah. just a few months of marriage, you are good. Yeah, I went with the phrase, pick your spots. Yes. This is not one of those spots. Yes. We have run short on time. No. We have many more questions, and we will get to them with you next week. Always great to see you. Thank you for All the All right, guys. Us. Thanks for having me. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider. If you're still overpaying for a razor in this economy... Well, that's just gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Last night showed just how close things are to falling apart at any moment for one NBA team. We'll explain next. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. From the right wing, quick outlet pass, Booker up the left side, steps into a three in transition and gets it to go. D-Book's got 44 on the night, and the Suns lead it by 36. But the real problem came before the game. That's Arizona Sports at 98.7 FM. Why life is so, so very delicate in the Valley of the Sun right now. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. The college basketball season is in the home stretch. That means Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for a list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. After 47 years... Syracuse announced head coach Jim Beheim will not be returning to the bench next season. Adrian Autry will take over. Beheim went to five Final Fours and won one national championship. Greeny, brought to you by Wendy's, two for six bucks, the best deal in fast food. Interesting that was not a straight announced retirement, but it was he will not be returning Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, one of the all-time greats and the master of the 2-3 zone. Can you believe that last night in Phoenix, Kevin Durant, set to make his home debut, slips and hurts his ankle on a wet spot on the floor during warm-ups? My goodness, that's just atrocious luck. Or is it, is it bad luck or is it really, I don't want to say a harbinger of things to come, but ultimately concerning. Durant did not play last night and there is fear uh, among the Suns that he will have an MRI today, that he will have the MRI, but uh, there were some reports out there that feared that he may 
actually miss a good four to six weeks, which basically would mean the rest of the regular season. Now, none of that is confirmed yet by the Suns, and those were just reports that were out there, uh, and certainly nothing from Woj on that as of yet. But from Phoenix's standpoint, you just went all in to go get Kevin Durant, and already you are facing this injury after you had to wait a little bit for him to come back. You have Chris Paul, who, let's just call it what it is, at this point in his career, is injured all the time and is a half a second away from it happening at any, any moment. Devin Booker missed a lot of time this year. You cannot knock the Phoenix Suns for what they did to go and get Kevin Durant. But it's just a reminder that even though on paper what they have put together looks absolutely spectacular, and the first few games you got to see Durant and Devin Booker play together, it looked phenomenal. You couldn't wipe the smiles off of those two faces along the way because they were so giddy at the prospect of playing with each other. And it's just one wet spot on the floor during warm-ups away from knocking it out for a month. I mean, that is as scary as it gets if you're Phoenix. Look, it's a couple-of-year proposition with Durant. We know this. And we know that they will do everything in their power just to make sure that he is healthy for the postseason. Durant has already shown his ability to come back from injury and virtually instantly be great once again. But when you have something like that happen last night, if you're Monty Williams, you just have to be shaking your head. Here is Monty on what's going on with Durant. He's out there working his tail off, getting ready for the game, and he twists his ankle. So, I mean, you can't get frustrated about that. It's just, it's life. I feel bad for him because he feels bad. He feels like, you know, I saw his face and I've, I've been around him so many times. I, I know what he's feeling. I don't want him feeling that way at all. Our group has adapted to a number of things all year long from the summer until now. And um, this is no different. So we'll do our best to get him healthy and get him back out there on the floor. Some of the guys who adapted to that, though, went in the trade and they would have helped you along the way. Again, it is not a knock. It is not saying that they did the wrong thing. It just is. It's just saying it's going to be a little bit more difficult to adapt to life now without Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges. Just a little bit. The last person I would want to be today, by the way, is the kid that did not mop up right underneath immediately. <laughs> that kid is having a rough, rough go of it. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. If you think that Aaron Rodgers immediately puts the Jets at the top of the AFC or in contention, think again. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.